Hey, I'm Dr. T, and this is That's Totally Normal, a podcast dedicated to explaining what's happening to your body during puberty. On this episode, acne. I remember once I had like a really big pimple and I was, I almost didn't want to go to school because I was like so ashamed. That's right. A whole episode on zits, pimples, comedones, acne, bacne, whatever you want to call it. Acne seems to be the universal marker of adolescence. But the good news is, it generally gets better with time. Trust me, I still get the occasional pimple, or five, but they don't even compare to the pimples I got during puberty. So with that in mind, let's get to today's question. Both of my parents had horrible acne when they were young. I take extremely good care of my skin, and I still have it. Is it purely genetic? So to answer your question directly, no. Acne is not purely genetic. But genetics definitely play a major role. Other factors, like hormones, your immune system, and skin bacteria also contribute to the development of acne. But let's pause here. What exactly defines acne? In a nutshell, acne is a bunch of pimples. But what makes acne such a unique process is that it's a collection of different types of pimples and levels of inflammation which means that two people can be diagnosed with acne, but actually have totally different skin. So let's break this down step by step. First, location. Take a look at the skin on your arms or on the back of your hands. See those tiny hairs? Each tiny hair is called a hair follicle, and every single one is paired with a gland called a sebaceous gland. And together, the hair follicle and the gland form something called Okay, big word here, a pilosebaceous unit, or basically a hair pore. And why is every hair follicle attached to a sebaceous gland? It's because the gland produces oil, and oil coats every hair follicle as well as our skin, which helps keep our hair healthy and our skin moist. But wait, why am I spending all this time defining a hair pore? because this is where pimples happen. A pimple is basically when one of these hair pores has been plugged up with oil and other waste from the skin. Now, you're probably more familiar with terms like whitehead and blackhead, which in simple terms describe two major types of pimples. When a hair pore has a buildup of oil and debris in it, it appears to us as a white little bump. This is a whitehead, or in essence, a closed pimple. When that same pore has lots and lots of buildup of oil and skin waste, and it breaks through to the surface, the pimple appears to us as a black dot. And this is a blackhead, which is essentially an open pimple. All right, so we know what whiteheads and blackheads are, but what about those super painful red pimples? Owie! There's an additional player in the acne game that we haven't talked about yet. Cutobacterium acnes a bacteria that lives on our skin. In fact, lots of bacteria live on our skin, so don't panic. Cutobacterium acnes isn't bad. However, it loves a good meal, and one of its favorite treats is oil produced from sebaceous glands. Okay, it's no Thanksgiving turkey, but you get the idea. While this bacteria is chowing down on oil, it gets mixed in with the gunk that's been building up in whiteheads and blackheads, which by itself doesn't usually cause too many problems. 
But one thing our bodies are great at is fighting off infection. In fact, there are tons of molecules in our blood right now, traveling throughout our whole body looking for infection. And this usually keeps us safe. However, when it comes to acne, it's kind of the problem. When our infection-fighting cells find the bacteria in whiteheads and blackheads, they attack, and in doing so, produce pus, that gross white goop that's inside some of your pimples. And sometimes they produce a lot of pus, so much so that they can burst and leak oil, pus, and bacteria into our skin. And this brings even more infection-fighting cells to the skin, which causes even more redness, no. tenderness, oh. and pus. Oh. And these are usually the pimples that, once they heal, can leave scars. I know, acne stinks. I remember once I had like a really big pimple and I was, I almost didn't want to go to school because I was like so ashamed. When I first started getting acne, I was more like, oh my God, this is the worst thing that can happen to me for school. And this is, I look so ridiculous and ugly. I became more conscious of acne kind of like going into like high school. I think really like the stress of like starting high school kind of just like ramped everything up. So what makes puberty such a prime time for acne to act up? I mean, don't we have enough going on? Well, it has everything to do with those pesky hormones and sebaceous glands. Adrenarche, which we've discussed a few times already, describes the release of androgens, which are a type of hormone, from the adrenal glands during puberty. Adrenal androgens are primarily responsible for, honestly, just the weirdest, most annoying, and most unnecessary parts of puberty. Pubic hair, body odor, and of course, acne. Adrenal androgens head straight for our sebaceous glands during puberty and crank up oil production. Give all that oil to the bacteria on our skin and acne develops. Fabulous, right? It's also worth mentioning that sebaceous glands are all over our bodies, which is why acne doesn't just happen on the face. That's right. Acne is often found on the back, chest, butt, and arms. So even if it seems like other people aren't struggling with acne, consider what might be hiding where you can't see. In fact, most research has found that between 80 and 90% of adolescents have acne, somewhere. You truly aren't alone here. And circling back to our original question, some of you may be wondering, why me? Honestly, we don't know 100% what causes some people to have a few pimples and others to develop painful and widespread acne, but we do know a lot about a few individual factors. I think touching your face and like touching the pimple. I think it's dirt and grime makes it worse. Um, touching your face, like stress. Those are some good guesses. Genetics, as we already stated, is one of them. A couple of other things that we know contribute to acne are over-scrubbing the skin, which actually washes away good oils and cells, as well as stress. And not for everyone, but it's definitely a factor for some. I was talking to my doctor and we were talking about, you know, things that maybe cause a lot of breakouts. And I asked him if it was like, you know, like eating, I don't know, greasy foods or just like foods that aren't good for you. When it comes to food, there are a lot of studies that have been done to determine whether or not they have an impact on acne. And the results? Nothing is certain, 
If anything, specific foods may cause acne to flare in one person, but not in another. So keep track of what you're eating to determine if your acne is affected by food. Now I think we're due for some good news again. There are tons of treatments for acne. Tons. You might have to go through a little trial and error to see what works best for you, but stick with it. For me, sticking like simple and sweet, just having like a basic like um, foam cleanser or whatever. I'm on Accutane and it's like, it's my choice because I just really didn't like the way my skin looked. Honestly, like the best thing that you can do, also like wash your face and just like get a routine going. I guess the same as brushing your teeth. If you really like, if that's what you wanted to do, if you wanted to have a nice, I guess, good skin on your face without acne, then that's that's what I would do. I just clean my face every morning and every night and I use like a face wash, but that's pretty much it. And I also put on lotion, but I don't have like any face masks or um, and yeah, any of that. There is something for everybody. Most treatments start simply with removal of excess oil and skin buildup in your pores. A soap-free skin cleanser will generally accomplish this, but there are other products like benzoyl peroxide that are super good at removing waste from our skin. The next step up in treatment will be medications that you can get from a doctor that kill the bacteria in our pores. And when there's no more bacteria in our pores, there's no need for an infection-fighting response. And so no more pus. For females, the changes in hormones around your period can make acne worse. So birth control may be another treatment option. Birth control works by regulating those hormones, which can help keep your breakouts under control. And the last treatment option is popping your pimples. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. It can cause scarring and worsen the spread of bacteria on your skin. The point is that if acne's got you down, talk with your doctor. Suffering through acne is pointless and unnecessary. We can't control a lot of what happens during puberty, but we can control acne. Before we go, I want to thank you all for listening to That's Totally Normal. If you ever have any questions for me, submit them via my website, on Seeker's social media, or write to us at that's totally normal at seeker.com. Remember, everything is completely anonymous, which means we won't use your name on the show. However, if you're really concerned about something going on or think you need medical attention, please talk to a doctor, a parent, or an adult you feel safe talking to. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate it. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. As you probably noticed, our episodes feature thoughts from various young people. I want to thank Noah, Bogey, Lucy, Matilda, RJ, Maverick, Carolina, Kai, and Rohan for participating in our show. Some of these young volunteers are ambassadors for Amaze. Amaze takes the awkward out of sex ed. Real info in fun, animated videos that give you all the answers you actually want to know about sex, your body, and relationships. Visit amaze.org for videos on puberty, sexual orientation, gender identity, healthy relationships, and more. That's Totally Normal is a podcast created by Seeker and Trax. The show is hosted and written by me, Dr. Tessa Commers. Emily Feld is our producer. Caroline Roth, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Ross. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner and Brian Pendergast. Thanks for listening. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. 
This is Tracks from PRX.